Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Nights with John Chuckery. The number one show in America. Again! Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with the John Chuckery Show. Live in the Kia Studios. Taking it till midnight tonight, so one more hour to go. JR Sports Brief coming up at the top of the next hour. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 19 on the game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Uh, 20 minutes from right now, Arthur Smith joined Andy and Randy earlier today. So we'll replay uh, what the coach had to say with the other guys is, of course, we get ready for Falcons foosball coming up tomorrow night. Don't forget, Dukes and Bell are live from the Hooters in Charlotte, so they will go from 2 to 4.15. They'll handle the Wade Ford tailgate show from 4.15 to 6.15, 6.15 to 8.15. You got Chris Goforth and Harper LaBelle at Midway Pub for the pregame show, and then at 8.15, Toe Meets Leather, Wes and Dave will have the call as the Falcons look to beat the Carolina Panthers twice in about, what, a 14 or 12, I guess 12 game uh, span out there. So a um, few things about this game. You know, Dean Pease talked about he thinks that they're going to play two quarterbacks. So if you didn't see last week, the Bengals drubbed the Carolina Panthers. Mixon went nuts. He had five, what, five touchdowns in the game, ran for a buck 53, caught 58 yards in passes, scored five touchdowns. They kicked the crap out of Charlotte. And I said, look, I told Hugh, I hoped that Carolina went up there and would get their hat handed to them, and they did. So now they have a quick turnaround after getting the crap kicked out of them. P.J. Walker was awful in that game. They played they played Baker Mayfield, but P.J. Walker was 3-for-10 for 9 yards, no touchdowns, 2 picks. His QBR was a 2.6. He had a 0 quarterback rating and a 2.6 QBR. So he completed three passes and had two picks. So his players only caught one more than the Bengals players did out there. So I'm not sure how much we're going to see of P.J. Walker, but obviously he lit the Falcons up last time. Look, this game is not complicated. Don't get cute. Don't let Marcus Mariota come out on the second play and huck it downfield and get another interception. Okay. Don't let him go start hucking it around. Falcons ran for the, the last time that these two teams met, 
Falcons went for what? A buck sixty, a buck seventy-three, buck sixty-three. No, sorry. They went for 167 on the ground, four and a half yards per attempt. By the way, a couple of quick uh, stats and metrics here for you, okay? Falcons now, according to Pro Football Focus, are the eighth best. They grade out as the eighth best offensive line in the NFL. So they're up one spot from last week. They now grade out as the third best run blocking offensive line in the NFL. And they grade out as the 13th best pass blocking efficiency line in the NFL. So are we still using that excuse that they can't pass block for why we can't do all that stuff? No. Are we still using that excuse? I don't think we Is should. Is Petrie football using that excuse that they can't <laughs> pass block and that they're, that they're only running two-man routes? Are we, still, are we still selling that idea to everybody? Are we still selling those lies? We still selling I that? was never selling those oh, lies. Oh, okay. All right. We still selling that Michigas? That Falderall? Always stick with Chuckery on the numbers. Okay? I don't get emotional about it. I read, research, put them together, and then I report you can decide. By the way, I was looking at some numbers about contracts. I'm telling you, Lindstrom's going to be in line for about $14 million a year. You, he's going to get probably Wyatt Teller money, who is one of the probably three best interior offensive linemen, guard for the Browns. He's, he's in that... He won't get Quentin Nelson $20 million. He'll get Wyatt Teller $14 million. And by the way, something else? We'll see. We got a ways to go, right? We got half a season yet. Right now, Caleb McGarry's on track that, that he, he could get a contract offer from the Falcons next year. He's played well enough. He's having a pretty good season. He actually graded out as the highest Falcon this past week. Still has some trouble against the, the elite pass rushers. You know, he struggled against L.A. He struggled against Cincinnati when Hendrickson just came right through him, right? He's had some of those issues still. He's got some, you know, he's got a few games where his pass blocking grade has been awful. But his run blocking has been elite. What have I always said about Caleb McGarry? You know, when he gets a hold of you, he can move you anywhere he wants. He's big, thick, and strong. Remember in training camp, he, he had that picture where he looked like Tahor? Yeah. He looked like, looked like Chris Hemsworth playing Tahor. <laughs> yeah. Are you nervous this, is a, this could be like a, a fluke-type year for McGarry? Yes. But if their offensive identity is going to be heavy run first, then you play to his strengths. What do I always say, though? Okay? You can get away with one bad offensive lineman but you can't have two bad offensive linemen. And you especially can't have two guys who don't play well that stand next to each other, i.e. see Jalen Mayfield and Matt Hennessy. What were they, a, a tomato can and a what? Yeah, uh, pinto beans or whatever. <laughs> I got a tomato can on the left and a pinto bean on the right. Yeah. Like, you can't have that in the NFL. You can have one guy who's not good. You know, that's the thing that saved them this year. Dolman's not been all that good. Go look at how he grades out. He's he's not very good. Derrick Brown, that's good. That's the matchup because Derrick Brown owned Drew Dolman the last time that these two teams played. They did a good job on Burns, but Derrick Brown owned Drew Dolman. You can't when you have an interior defensive lineman rack up double digit tackles in a game, that's a problem. Guys like that can't get double-digit tackles. 
But my thing is, don't get cute. Remember when they played here, second play of the game, Mariota hucks it downfield and throws that INT. Don't get cute. You know, just stay within the offense. And what did we say last night? Go look at all the numbers, all the metrics. Okay? It's very simple. Short, quick route, one read, throw. Short, quick route, one read, throw. Short, quick route, one read, throw. We need to set that to music. Give me a beat. Actually, we have a beat. Okay, you got a beat? I got a beat. I, give me a second. All I'll right. pull it up for you. Pull up a beat. Because that's the winning formula for how you pass. Not huck it all over the field. Not huck it 40 yards downfield. And by the way, they pass block well enough on the offensive line that Mariota can out throw everybody. That he could throw it 20 yards past everybody. They pass block well enough for him to do that. So... Don't get cute in this game. You got it? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, let's do it. You got to let it it hit first real quick. We're paying tribute to to takeoff with this one. Okay. So we're we're doing – we got some landing here. Yes. (laughs) Tell me when I should start. Okay, here you go. All right. Short, quick route, one read. Throw. Okay. Short. Yeah. Quick route. Yeah. One read. Yeah. Throw. Yeah. Short. Quick route. One read. Throw. There it is. Short. Quick route. One read. Yeah. Throw. Okay. Where all my hoochie mamas at? Anyway. <laughs> there you go. You can you can you can send that for a promo. That is a promo. That's a drop. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. That's 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 exactly. So keep that on hand because. You know, we've got F the Mets. We've got now short, quick route, one read throw in our pass. We've got our passing game stats. But look, no need to get cute. Falcons ran it 37 times for a buck 67, average four and a half yards an attempt. I'm going to be curious to see the quarterback situation for the Panthers in this game. I don't think they're going to play two quarterbacks. I think Baker's going to get the run. If he plays really bad, they'll, they'll yank him. By the way, not that the Panthers are in playoff contention. But you pretty much end their season if you beat them. Because they're, are they two and nine? Or no, I'm sorry, not two and nine. Uh, two and seven on the season, I think is what their, what their record is. Yes, Panthers are two and seven on the season. You get them two and eight, you're done. So that you, you pretty much take their heart and soul out tomorrow if you, if you beat them out there. I expect the Falcons to go in there and win. I don't think it's going to be 37-34, partly because you're not going to play overtime, but I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game again. I think the Falcons slow this thing down. And one thing, we played Dean Pease yesterday. The only thing that I disagree about how what Pease talked about when he was saying, you know, well, if we hold everybody to 20 points, it'd be the 12th best scoring offense. But you have to take it in context. If we can steal a line from my buddy Eric Bischoff, who we'll talk to here soon because – He's got a new book coming out, so we're going to line up Eric Bischoff for the show. But context is king. You know, if you're only a three-touchdown offense and a three-touchdown defense, see if you can get the math on this, okay? If you score 21 a game and you give up 21 a game, and and by the way, the Falcons give up more than 21 a game, but for context for Dean Pease, if you score 21 and you give up 21, the points for points against difference is zero, right? So most teams in the NFL, correct me if I'm wrong, most teams won't go zero wins, zero losses, 17 ties, right? 
Most teams are not going to have 17 ties. So, again, that four to six plays in a game. See, the problem is, the problem wasn't, in all honesty, no people don't want to hear this, the problem wasn't the Taquan Graham fumble. The problem was they they started at their, the, the uh, Panthers were at the Falcons' 21-yard line. Taquan Graham ran it out to the 43. Okay, you with me on my math? So the, Pan- the, the Panthers, the Chargers took back over on the 43-yard line. They were at the 21, took over to the at the 43. First down, Herbert throws a 22-yard pass. Guess where that puts you? Back at the 21-yard line. So they picked up every ounce of yardage on first down. So in one play, they were right back where they had just started from. That's what you can't do. And, again, okay, it wasn't a 30-yard explosive play, according to Dean Pease, but it was 22 yards, and you gave that up late in the game where they pick it up and the guy runs out of bounds. And you're right back in business where you just were. Now you're in field goal range. Now you're almost in chip shot range. See, that's the thing is the context of it. You know, we're, if we scored 35 a game and only gave up 21, we'll win a lot more and we lose. But if you score 21 and give up 21, and I'm not mad at the defense. I agree they are progressing. It's just four to six plays in a game in the NFL is the difference between why you win, why you lose. And if you lose the majority of those plays, you come out on the wrong end of the majority of those plays, you won't win football games. And that's what last week, that's what the Chargers game was. So I expect this game to be lower scoring. I think the Falcons stay with their run identity. I'm going to be curious to see. I'm going to say again, if you told me, if you tell me 20 and a half pass attempts for Marcus Mariota, does he go over or under? I'm going to tell you he's going to stay under. They're going to keep him back at that 20. Again, 20 attempts or more in a game. No, sorry. 20 attempts or less in a game. Falcons are three and one. 21 attempts or more in a game. Falcons are one and four. That's not coincidence, folks. That, that's trends, and that's where the numbers dictate they take you to. By the way, are you guys still selling that the offensive line isn't blocking on, on that on that kumquat football thing you got going on there? Peachtree football. All right, so, yeah, on the Apple Harvest football <laughs> podcast – you know they're gonna try to sell you on line blocking and all that stuff. So no, we you know I I was never selling that. You know I'm always I'm like Arthur Smith. I'm always objective. Is that what they call that? All right. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, check out Pineapple Pie podcast and you can get <laughs> Bo and Dylan's takes on all that. All right, when we come back, we're gonna hear from the head coach Arthur Smith. He joined Andy and Randy earlier today. What he had to say up next as we get ready for Falcons football tomorrow. Chuck Green, the Key Studios till midnight. Sports Radio 92 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at the Key Studios Wednesday night with you. Coming off a Hawks loss tonight. 125-119. Hawks lose to the Utah Jazz. First team in the NBA, by the way. Utah Jazz to win 10 games. Season's kind of moving right along. I mean, the Jazz have played 13 games already. So, you know, you're, what, 15% through the season, a little bit more than that? Season's moving pretty quickly here, which is good. It's gonna, it'll bog down. Don't. Wait till we get to about January? Because right now we got football and everything like that. Wait till we get to January and we get through. When it's you know, the only thing on, yep, it's going to yep. move so slow. Yep, and that's when it just grinds to a screeching halt and that 8,000-game regular season just starts to just drag you down into a tsunami of just battering ram waves and everything like that. So, yeah, because, I mean, you know, we got football at least through the end of the year, right? Then we get into NFL playoffs and, you know, everything just starts to start to kind of diminish college football playoffs in the first part of the year, right? But it goes away very quickly. We get we get to February, and it's like, okay, we got NBA. Then we can start talking about pitchers and catchers. And, uh, look, the Braves are going to have a busy offseason, so you know we'll have plenty of that to talk about. But, yeah, season, at least for right now, is moving along uh, fairly quickly. Uh, we'll have a little bit of fun coming up here in about 20 minutes from right now as we are going to take it to the top of the hour, and we'll hand it off to JR Sports Brief. Again, don't forget – Tomorrow, busy day tomorrow. We got a, we got a packed-in day next couple of days. Um, Dukes and Bell, Hooters and Charlotte, they will be broadcasting 2 to 4.15. Falcons Radio Network pregame, Go Forth and LaBelle, 
Midway Pub, East Atlanta Village. They'll take you up to 615 at uh, which point, because Dukes and Bell are also going to do Wade Fort Tailgate Show. So Dukes and Bell will go to 415. 415 to 615, Wade Fort Tailgate. 615 to 815, your pregame with Chris and Harper at Midway Pub. And then Toe Meets Leather at 815 with Wes and Dave. They'll have the call starting at uh, eight fifteen uh, tomorrow night. While so. we have a second, I do have a bit of a bit of news for the people, Chuck. Okay. So, after the Atlanta Falcons game, yours truly is going to be hosting Falcons Flyover tomorrow. Oh, Tribble's not uh, doing it. Apparently not. Okay. Yeah, Conti texted me and asked me if I wanted to host, and I said, "Heck yeah." Okay. Cool. Very there good. You go. So, are you going to be selling that the offensive line can't pass block, or what are we doing? Yeah, probably and all And we're only running two-man outs and stuff like that. All Michigan false propaganda. Yeah. We'll be on yeah. the Falcon Folder Flower roll. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. fall to roll. roll. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just want to be sure. Want to be want to be sure we don't use any of this, you know, numbers and metrics and all that. We just we just say things because. I probably know. I probably will refrain from common sense. Okay, well, listen. Um, <laughs> have, have I, listen, when I ask you about pretty much anything and – like we'll we'll talk about we'll have a little bit of fun coming up in the uh, in in the next segment because we'll we'll see what uh, I, have you seen the crap storm on on Twitter by the way the what the crap storm on Twitter oh about like the, the verified people yeah yeah this yeah, is, I've seen yeah all that. we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that coming up in twenty minutes first though Arthur Smith head coach Atlanta Falcons he joined Andy and Randy today they had to get out of town early today so he joined the guys. Guy started off by asking him uh, what do they think were the positives about having a game on a short week? Well, I mean, I think the only thing that you like, I mean, it's obviously a challenge, but everybody's presented the same challenge at some point during the season. So, like, there's no use in complaining about it. It is what it is. What it is right? It's on the schedule. It's part of our job to get ready. I think psychologically, you know, when you lose a game like we did Sunday at the end, it helps you turn the page quicker right. and, and brings your perspective back quick because you got to turn around and we, we have another opportunity to play tomorrow night in a big divisional game. Co- Coach, considering you just played these guys, how did you guys, how did you get your team ready for it as far as game plan wise? I know you obviously used last week. How much of the uh, Cincinnati game were you able to implement some of those things into the game plan this week? Well, they'll certainly play us differently than they played Cincinnati, you know, but you're looking at it just the personnel trends and see if anything correlated from our game to Cincy. Um, you know, there, there's always stuff to look at. It does help that we just played them because a lot of times on a short week, if it's a non-familiar opponent, uh, that's when you're really, you know, you're trying like you know, a week ago, you're sitting there trying to get ready with for, for two games. And, it, and that becomes a little bit of an obstacle. But they did us a favor, the fact that we just played them and the familiarity we have as a divisional opponent. When when you look at who your team is right now, I mean you're you're nine games in. That's not a that's not a nothing sample size. That's more than half the season. You got a pretty good idea who your guys are. What are you most confident in in this football team today? Well, the resiliency, uh, you know, the way that our guys prepare, the way they work, the habits. You know, it's easy to get geeked up for week one or two, and you know everybody's got a lot of hope and and everything. But all of a sudden, when you get into the dog days of the season. Mm. You know, you lose a tough game on the road or you come back. Uh, it's the habit that this group of players have. Uh, it's been like that since the spring. That's why it's such a fun group to coach, the resiliency of this team. Coach, you always are improving. I know you're, you're, you're offensive coach. You always can say, well, we got to get better at everything, which is correct. But what is the one biggest thing that you would like to see your offense get a little bit better at? Well, I, I think that's uh, a little bit of against conventional wisdom. Yeah, I mean, I, I do call the plays. But I'm also, you know, as a head coach, I take responsibility for every 
facet of our of our team right. and, and uh, as it regards to you know football and special teams, the kicking game, defense, offense, how it all puts together. Now we have a great staff and, and everybody's got a job to do. That's why you hire coordinators. But I'm never going to ignore one side of this football team because then I feel like I'm not doing my, my damn job. And so I, I, I take pride and try to coach the whole team. But I also understand we have a great staff and let people do your job. And that's the role you have as a head coach. So there's really stuff we got to do better in all three phases. Right. Um, you know, offensively, I think to answer your original question, you know, there's been some times where we play some, some pretty good football. We got to get to the point where we consistently are able to, to push this thing over the top when we've had our opportunities going in the third and fourth quarter. When you look at the defense, what, what would you say to that question about the defense? What's the thing that you guys need to improve well, on? Well, look, the easy thing to do and what gets comical is just the sample size of statistics in a 32-team league in a 17-game regular season. Now, sometimes you have historic runs where, you know, you're at a, at a really impressive percentage. Maybe it's red zone, scoring defense, whatever it is. But then, like, the difference between 6 and 28 really is not much. You know, you're a couple trips here and there, a couple possessions here and there. So, and every game's telling a different story. So, you know, you don't take into account defensively the yards given up you know 100 yards in the fourth quarter uh, that led 10 minutes off the clock and came away with no points that's a big time win for us right. but then over time you put that in total yards and if that's what you're going to put total defense on okay great well new england went to the super bowl with 31st ranked defense in 2011 probably because they were playing from ahead and they were in a lot of people were dinking and dunking in two minutes so that that's one factor you got to take it all objectively from game to game and the trend now we got to do a better job on third down like, that's kind of a no-brainer. Those critical downs, we got to continue. If teams do get down there, we got to play, you know, better in some of those critical downs. Uh, that certainly hurt us last week. And those are things, there, there's improvement needs to happen everywhere. But th- those are things we're focused on, not giving up explosives like we did in, in uh, Cincinnati, all that stuff. Coach, you, have, uh, you obviously got CP back uh, this weekend, and uh, the, the young guys were running really well. You got a three-headed monster as far as at the tailback position. Uh, is there certain plays that you run for certain guys, or is it all they're all interchangeable? I don't know what that means, three-headed monster. We got an 11-headed monster, <laughs> whoever's out there on offense. And that's the way we look at it. And we'll do whatever we have to do to win the game. And, so many heads. You know, sometimes <laughs> you play to certain guys' strengths, there's right. no doubt. Right, we're not going to ask if we had Dave Ragone a quarterback. No offense to Dave, but we're not asking Dave to do his own read. Right, <laughs> Dave, Dave was the 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 mid-sized lefty. He wasn't quite the hefty lefty in Kentucky football at times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jerry, yeah. Jerry he was, he was the mid-sized lefty. Yeah, uh, but we're not asking Dave <laughs> to go his own read. But so you know, with the assault, like there's certain schemes that we favor certain guys to do. But again, uh, we have so much versatility. If there's a play we want to run, and Huntley just went 40 yards and he's, you know, puking on the sideline, Tyler can make that run too. So right. sometimes, you know, you do scheme things up for certain guys, but you have to adapt quickly on the fly. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I want to ask about here. Falcons head coach Arthur Smith joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy, getting ready for the Panthers tomorrow night. Like, you're, you're, you're constantly thinking about so many different things and getting back to being the play caller on offense. Like, when you're in the fourth quarter of a football game, it's tied. You've got 55 minutes of data from that game, all the game planning. Like, sure. a, a, How many things are actually going through your mind as you're trying to figure out what the next play is to get in? And like, what, what is that process like in the moment? Yeah, I think that's the one thing that uh, we got to continue this trend, but I think we've done a good job. You always got to anticipate somebody's going to adapt. Right. Whether it's from you just played them a week ago 
or, you know, what's working early in the game. I mean, they're paid professionals on the other side, players and coaches, and if they don't, they won't be in this league very long. So you always got to assume people are going to adapt. And so that's the kind of the game going back and forth and you try to anticipate what their adaption will be. And then as you're going from series to series, the communication level from upstairs, talking with this, are we having a matchup problem? Or sometimes you like to call certain plays and you're like, hey, we're not holding up here on this matchup inside. So that play looks awesome. But when we get to the top of our drop and he got destroyed because we left a one-on-one with Aaron Donald, right. that's not very good coaching. Right. It goes so, like, like there, There's a lot of things in, in those things, and it's sure. risk assessment, right? right? So you get in the drive like we did last week, um, knew how low they'd been playing to sell out to stop the run, got the look we wanted, and we launched one. And we obviously didn't execute it. But you hit it, hey, it looks great. And uh, that's why I don't believe all the hype either way. Like, oh, that's a that's a great play call, or you know, it doesn't work. Oh, that's you're an idiot. Either one or true. You know, you're just trying to make sure you're trying to stay ahead, trying to stay a pitch ahead, and um, those are risks you take, right? When it doesn't work, uh, you stay up late at night being like, ah, well, I should have done this or done that. Right. So like, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, we try to stay ahead, uh, try to stay a pitch ahead. Coach, real quick, last one about the injury. Saw that Hennessy, he's on. He put him on the on the IR. Obviously, he started last game at left guard. What do you uh, plan on doing in that position, as far as left guard, also at the backup center position? Well, we got a couple of options. You know, as we're, um, you know, Gossett came in there. He played against Seattle. Uh, Kobe came in there and, and finished the game and, and held up well. Right. Um, so obviously, Gossett's a guy we get familiarity with. Uh, Chuma Adoga, the guy we had in our program, who's been cross training tackle and guard. Right. And then uh, we got Ryan Newsel, uh, who's been in our program and I think come a long way and we got faith in him or we wouldn't put him up right. uh, you know, to be the backup center. So those are the eight that we'll have dressed out there. And, um, and then, you know, hopefully we'll get Henny back at some point. We'll get Elijah back at some point. And uh, that's our job to make sure we're developing everybody on this roster. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's very simple. Short, quick route, one read, throw. Short, quick route, one read, throw. We need to set that to music. Give me a beat. Actually, we have a beat. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Tell me when I should start. Okay, here you go. All right. Short, quick route, one read, throw. Okay. Short, quick route, one read, throw. Short, quick route, one read, throw. There it is. Short, quick route, one read, throw. Where all my hoochie mama's at, anyway. (laughs) 
It's how we do it here late at night on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, John Chuckery Show, live in the Key Studios. Head to the top of the hour. JR Sports Brief coming up after that. Don't forget Falcons foosball coming up tomorrow night, Thursday night uh, edition. Falcons will get that uh, out of the way. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site catch on the go. Social media at 92 on the game at JMC316 at underscore Dylon Matthews. Uh, a natural born rapper, man. Yeah, listen, that's that's what I do. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Don't don't start me with the, the hip hop, hibbity, hibbity hop. A uh, couple things that to get into. Have you ever seen the John Wick movies? No. I, I know of them with Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and all that stuff, yeah, but I haven't seen them. The trailer for the next one, which I think comes out next, it's like March of next year. What did this John be, Wick like number four. six? Four. Oh, four, okay. Yeah, John Wick 4. The trailer drops tomorrow. This movie's been delayed. Like, this This is like Top Gun. This movie's been delayed for like two years. Like, this movie was supposed to come out in like 2020, and there's been so many delays. You know, Top Gun was supposed to come out during the pandemic. Like, it was filmed to go for 2020. I did not know that. And they they basically have kept it and held on to it until this year when they could get people back into movie theaters. And it smart. I think they did the right thing. <laughs> they yeah, did. that movie did really well. But you know, this John Wick project's been forever. It's it kept getting delayed. And I think they wanted to wait till everybody could get back into theater. So trailer drops tomorrow. And I think it's March of next year before it comes out. And I and I think is this weekend Black Panther? Yes, Friday. Okay. Friday. Okay. Yeah. I've 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 seen good reviews for it so far. A couple of the reviews I've seen. Yeah. So S- Simone and I and uh, her, me and her family, we're gonna go see it. Uh, think like the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned this. Have you seen all of this Falderall with the blue check mark? Oh yeah. Twitter now. Big old uproar so about it. Now you can go on Twitter and buy your own blue check mark. It's still eight bucks a month. Okay. But you don't have to get verified. You can buy it. Well, I think it's you sign up for Twitter Blue or something like that. Right. And you can buy, and and part of the deal is for 8 bucks a month, you get a blue check mark. Now, they'll change this around, but it is funny because there are so many fake accounts. LeBron James yes. had a parody account that said, hey, I want to trade from L.A. I'm ready to get back home to Cleveland. Um Adam Schefter has a fake blue check mark account now that he was tweeting out about the Raiders got rid of uh, Josh McDaniels and this. I mean, and then I saw another one was OJ Simpson Orenthal uh, has a parody account <laughs> that's got a blue check mark to it now. So now people are all up in arms about the the blue check mark. Me, and that same blue check mark me that told me John Collins was getting traded on yeah. draft night and going to get traded for sure in the offseason. I mean, honestly, it's no different. They're all putting out inaccurate information. Exactly. Like, what's the difference between the fake, phony Adam Schefter account and the Zach Kleins of the world that gave me the same fake information and news? What's the difference between one piece of fake news and the other? Nothing. Oh, okay. I mean, was one less or more right than the other? Nope. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Would you pay 8 bucks a month for a blue check mark? Nope. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I could care less. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And I ain't got very many followers, so I mean, it's like I don't, you know. Again, it's it's not like I have to. I, I have this platform. I I got this yeah. microphone, so I don't. I I, I use Twitter because it's a good way to reach my audience, and especially like on Falcons, you know, like tomorrow night, 
I'll tweet a whole bunch and stuff like that. Like Your Falcons memes are hilarious, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a great follow. That, that's what I'll tell you. I'm, I maybe don't tweet as much as other people, right, and I don't get too off kilter on some stuff, but I'm a great follow. Like, you I'm, are. I'm very entertaining on Twitter because I'm good with words. I'm a wordsmith. So there you go. All right, here we go. Now I'm ready to get disappointed. Today's the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. I saw you tweet that out. That's the only reason any, I know what it is. Any idea what the Montreal Screwjob is? It's a wrestling move, right? Say that again? It's a wrestling move. I, I, I saw you tweet about something, and, and, and I thought it had a video of what I saw a wrestling move, and I thought the, the Montreal Screwjob was the wrestling move. Was it a match? So 25 years ago in um, Montreal, uh, Survivor Series 1997 took place, which is one of the tentpole events for the WWE. So do you understand what I mean by tentpole? Like, is that marquee? Is that another word for marquee? Like, Well, so imagine a tent, and it's got yes. four poles that hold it up. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's one of its... Yes. It holds it's one right. of its money making. Right. Yeah. So the four tent poles for the WWE pay-per-views. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. That's the that's the everything builds around those four pay-per-views. So Survivor Series 97. So Bret Hart, after Vince McMahon told him in, in late ninety six that he could not pay Bret Hart his contract, because he gave him a twenty year contract and could not pay it. Well, Come 97, Bret Hart negotiates a deal to go to WCW. And he was the he was the champion. He had won the championship at SummerSlam in 97, which is a great, that's a great match. Undertaker versus Bret Hart with Shawn Michaels as the special referee. Great. That's a great pay-per-view, 97 SummerSlam. That's where Steve Austin broke his neck. Um, I want to say that's The Rock and because 98 SummerSlam is The Rock and Triple H. I think it's Ken Shamrock and The Rock. But it's most famous for Bret Hart winning his fifth title. Um, Shawn Michaels is the referee. He screws Undertaker. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels end up in the first Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood in October. Come November, November is always, you know, Thanksgiving is always Survivor Series. So Bret was going to leave. Now, this is way too much to get into in the couple minutes that we have, but he had 30 days left, but they wanted to get the title off him. Not because they thought Brett would show up on Nitro for WCW Nitro and have the WWF title, which would have been a disaster. They wanted the title off him because they did not trust Eric Bischoff that he wouldn't say, hey, I've got the WWF champion coming to my network and this, then, the other, blah, 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 blah. So for business sake, they wanted the title off of Brett Hart. But Brett was not willing to drop it to Shawn Michaels. They were not getting along. They were not in good stead with one another. Brett hated Sean. He said, I'll lose. He didn't, A, he didn't want to drop it to Sean Michaels. B, he didn't want to lose the title in his home area of Montreal because he's from Calgary. Like the Hart's, the Hart family is legends up there. So the plan was they were going to screw Brett out of the title. They were going to, so the plan was they, they rigged it and set it up. And this was not a, this was not a work. This was a shoot. Okay. This was like not staged. This is they were going to set it up where Shawn Michaels was going to put Bret Hart in his finishing move. So that picture I tweeted out, 
is Shawn Michaels putting Bret Hart in the sharpshooter. And the original plan that Bret Hart thought was going to happen is Shawn Michaels would put the sharpshooter on, he'd break it, reverse it, and they would do some kind of schmoz finish. Well, Vince had it set up. He put the sharpshooter on. Vince came out and told him to ring the bell. And he won the match via submission. And the title means it comes off. So they stole the title from Bret. And if you watch Wrestling with Shadows, the documentary that's filming, so McMahon comes out, he's at ringside, Bret Hart spits a loogie in his face, they go in the back, Bret Hart tells Vince McMahon, if you're here when I get out of the shower, I'm going to knock you out. And Vince, to his credit, like a man, stayed there because he wanted to talk to Bret, and he knew Bret was ticked off, and he got knocked out by Bret Hart. One punch, one punch knocked him down. He twisted his ankle on the way down and screwed his ankle up as well. So it's a famous screw job. Now, to be fair, it's not the first screw job. Well, certainly not the first screw job ever in wrestling, but it's also not the first one in WWF. The first screw job in the WWF was when Wendy Richter did not want to drop the title to anybody, and they brought Fabulous Moolah in as, what was she, the Spider Woman, Spider Lady or whatever? And they did a quick, they, she hooked her and did a quick count, and they took the title off Wendy Richter. And Wendy Richter, for a long time, wanted nothing to do with the WWF after that. She did finally come around, and she's been part of their legacy. Wendy Richter was early women's champion. She was there with Cindy Lauper in the 1980s and everything. So that was the original screw job. But the Montreal screw job is famous because it was a work, not a shoot. Brett was going to WCW. It really changed the course of everything in the business. And 97 was a great year for Bret Hart up to that point. But it's it's famous because it was all filmed, by the way, too. There's obviously it was the pay-per-view. There was the, the there was a documentary being filmed called Wrestling with Shadows. So um not certainly not the first screw job in wrestling history. That had been done a whole bunch of times. And it wasn't the first one in WWF history, but it's legendary because... Wow. That's I mean, some good entertainment right there. Yeah, I got to admit. Was. Yeah, they they, they screwed Brett. They, wow. He didn't want to drop the title. They couldn't come up with a satisfactory finish. They knew Brett was leaving. And Brett, by the way, who had 30 more days on his deal, did not come back to WWF the next night or whatever. He, he went by... In a, in, a, in a week or two after that, he was in WCW at um, uh, Starcade. So, uh, so when you Hogan and Sting match. And other like people were seeing that, did you realize when that happened that, oh, like that that this is for real, that this is a no. screw job? Oh, you couldn't tell? No. You thought, okay. Yeah. Now, I, I thought it, I, I didn't, I thought it was just a schmage finish that they, I knew they screwed Brett in the world of wrestling. Right, right. But I didn't know it was the real thing. But then I saw the Wrestling with Shadows documentary, and you started getting in, and the, and the media started putting out that they screwed Brett, and so we started getting behind the scenes info because Mankind Mick Foley didn't show up the next night. There were a whole bunch of fallout from it. So, so happy 25th anniversary to the Montreal Screw Job for everybody who sells who who uh, celebrates it. So there you go. All right, come back, wrap it up with the Love TKO Chuck Green Kia Studios Sports Radio to the Game Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We're wrapping things up on the John Chuckery Show. The way we always do it. Love TKO. 
Falcons football coming up tomorrow night. I will be back with you on Saturday morning. College football game time. A lot to get into. November is a crazy month for college football. Before we get out of here, though, let me let you listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history. Looking back over my years, I guess I shed some tears. Uh, by the way, our buddy Rusty on the text line asked me, he said, was Shawn Michaels in on, that's the guy That's the guy who put the move on Bret Hart that they screwed him. He asked me if, if, Brett, if Shawn was in on it from the beginning. Yes. Gerald Briscoe, one of the agents for WWF, actually in the hotel room the night before, showed Shawn Michaels some self-defense moves. Gerald Briscoe was a, a college national champion wrestler at Oklahoma State. He was He's one of the great amateur wrestlers of all time. He In the hotel room, he showed Shawn Michaels some self-defense moves in case Brett started a fight in the ring. So at least Sean could, could Sean was not a fighter. Uh, Brett would have probably whipped his tail, but he showed him some moves just at least how to, how to, you know, take care of yourself and defend yourself if a fight broke out and everything like that. So yeah, no, he was, he was in on it. He knew exactly what was going on. There was only about half a dozen people that probably knew that what was going to happen out of all of it. So it's great. It's, there's so many great stories about it. Like it really is like, it's fascinating for people that are fans of wrestling and everything like that. So, all right, I think the Falcons win tomorrow night. Uh, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I think this is somewhere more about 27-21 Falcons. Falcons are a two-point favorite, by the way, on the road. So I think 27-21, somewhere around in that range. I think that's about what it ends up. Don't forget, Hawks tomorrow night are back in action against Philadelphia. It is Marvel Marvel night. At, the, at, at State Farm. So Marvel Night at State Farm. Marvel Superhero Night. Marvel Superhero Night. That game, so you can be Tahor, you can be Spiderman. Black Panther. Yeah, you can play Black Panther. Um, you can be all that <laughs> stuff. So anyway, that's on V103. Hawks uh, Hawks on V103. Falcons on 92.9 The Game. We got to get out of here. JR Sports Brief up next. For Dylan, it's Chuckery, AMF. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.